BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, what is up? What's going on, everybody? Joe, Radio 690 ADB. How is everybody doing today? Hopefully good. That is what I'm hoping because it has been a beautiful week here in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know where you live. Hopefully it's nice in your neck of the woods. Uh, Here it is actually pretty darn skippy, man. It's definitely riding weather. It's about 75 degrees today. And not only that, uh, it's been between in the mid-60s to the mid-70s. And next week, uh, go ahead and dial me up a little bit more of that because that's what's actually fixing to happen. It is going to be super, super nice out there. So, hey, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 69080V. You can check out all of our videos. We have new videos that come out every Tuesday and every Friday, every week, like clockwork. We don't miss. And uh, and if you have any suggestions about some things maybe you might be, uh, want me to make a video about, please shoot me an email, 69080V at gmail.com. You can hit me up anytime. And I will do my best to see if maybe if we've already done it, maybe redo it in a different way so that it uh, will help you out or we can just point you in the right direction so that that way you can find that video. Since we have 400 plus videos, sometimes it's a little confusing, but we try to itemize them a little bit in our playlists to help most of the uh, uh, people that are viewing that on YouTube out whenever they are searching our uh, our YouTube channel. So if you have any suggestions, 69080V at gmail.com. You can hit me up anytime, and uh, we'll see what we can't get cooking for you. We have been getting quite a few emails lately uh, from uh, new writers and intermediate writers, just writers all across the board, but mainly a lot of the new guys that are out there that have been asking lots and lots of questions about what's a really, really good dual sport to get. And if you were going to buy a dual sport and you didn't have a lot of experience, what would be the one for you or, or what direction would you go? Because there's so many directions we can go these days because there's so many choices that are out there, which is super nice. 
the uh, sometimes it gets a little uh, um, confusing, a little bit to say the least. I would, you know, that that's what I'd like to say, is you know, what's the perfect dual sport? Um, <clears throat> I think honestly, you know, the first thing that you got to ask yourself, uh, the perfect dual sport for me is not the perfect dual sport for you, because you are, well, let's just face it, you're different, <laughs> and that's not good or bad. That's just basically the way it is. You're just a derp, different, you know, person or animal than I am, and uh, you may have different views than I have, but sort of we can almost have a, a somewhat of a compromise. But the first thing that I like to, you know, put people on or to help people out as best as possible is budget. <laughs> really, in all honesty, I think budgets are the biggest kicker and the, the the biggest obstacle to get over whenever you are working on trying to, you know, get, get a dual sport or a motorcycle in general. It doesn't really matter. This is, you know, this is a dual sport or adventure, you know, type, you know, that's what we talk about. And that's what we make videos on and stuff like that. But this can really go down any you know, uh, any road if you want to, you know, um, it could be any type of motorcycle, but to, 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 to move on, um, I think the budget is really the biggest hurdle that everybody, um, kind of overlooks. That's my personal opinion. You know, uh, people watch videos or people are scanning through, say, Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or any of these different places to look for motor or even Cycle Trader or something like that. And they just see a really cool bike and they automatically think that that's the one that they want. <laughs> and then they go look at the price. They're like, oh, man, I can't afford that or I can't afford that. But I think the biggest starting point is the budget and figuring out what you truly can afford. Because here is the second thing that you need to do is after you figure out what your budget is. What do you need to go along with that bike? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You're not going to just buy a dual sport or a motorcycle and out of the gate it's going to be 100%. Now, I will say this. Every once in a while, you will find that one bike that is loaded out and a guy's done tons and tons of stuff to it and it works fantastic for what you need but here's the kicker what if you want to adventure travel and you want to camp off of your bike it's not going to come with a tent it's definitely not going to come with a sleeping bag and it's definitely not probably going to come with you know some cooking utensils and all that type of stuff and that type of gear that costs money it's not free and but maybe maybe you're a camp junkie <clears throat> and you've got some stuff in the storage shed or something like that. Well, just because you got camping gear doesn't mean it works for motorcycle camping. Motorcycle camping equates to one thing. Now, I've seen it both ways, but I will tell you this. Keep this in mind. Light, light, light. <laughs> Don't, everything that you take with you, you're going to feel it, and you're going to know that it's there, especially if it's heavy. So, what I like to say is, is just because you camp doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work on your motorcycle if you want to go out and adventure camp. Now, if you're a backpacker, a lot of that gear will work because backpackers have the same philosophy and the same mentality as us dual sport guys. It's got to be light because guess where it's going? On a backpack. 
it can't be super heavy because if you've taken it and it's on that backpack, it's going to be heavy. The same thing equates to the motorcycle. You're going to feel it. If it's heavy, it will be heavy. You will notice it and it will be something that's always on your mind throughout the whole trip. And you will have know if you chose right or if you chose poorly based off of what's on that bike when you get off road. That's when you notice it. On the pavement and asphalt and concrete and all that stuff, whoopity-doo, that means nothing. It basically means that, you know what? You can handle pretty much anything except for a big, hard, you know, 30-mile-an-hour crosswind. But it doesn't matter if you got gear or if you don't have gear. You're going to feel that regardless. But when you get off-road, you will 100% make no doubt about it. You're going to know that that gear is back there. So, Budget, very big deal because your budget's going to dictate what type of motorcycle you can get. Also, what is going to come with that bike when you look at it on whatever listing that is out there. And uh, the second thing is, is uh, if you blow all your money on your bike and you don't have any gear, well, how are you going to get some gear? Well, I guess you could save some money. You can do that. Usually what I like to do is if I'm going to buy a bike and I want to do some dual sport adventuring, I just happen to because I've been doing it for quite a while. I have tons and tons of gear, but in the beginning, everybody has to start somewhere. Nobody comes out and is just blowing it up right out of the gate. They're just, you know, you know, they're just amazing and they do all the off-road and everything is just fantastic and, and whoopity-doos, you don't have to worry about nothing. Well, everybody starts somewhere. You're a new rider at one point in your life and then you become an experienced rider at one point in your life. So that being said, you know, um, you know, if I'm looking for a bike and I've got, let's just say, I'm just going to use a hypothetical number, 5,000 bucks. Okay. I got $5,000 to blow on a motorcycle, a dual sport. I want a dual sport. I don't want an adventure bike too big, too heavy. Don't really want to. I really, really would like to get off road and I'd really like to see the countryside. So dual sport it is. Okay. I'm going to get a dual sport. So I have $5,000. I don't really have any gear. So if I don't have any gear, well, how much really is my budget? Because I can tell you right now, you can start cheap and expensive. Sometimes you can find swap meets and you can find uh, garage sales and maybe you can find it and maybe you can't find it. It just all depends. But let's just say that we're going to buy all new. How much money do I need? How much do you need? Well, I can tell you this. You're going to need more than $500. Okay. <laughs> you're going to need more than $500. And the reason you're going to need more than $500 is just because if you're buying new equipment or new gear, don't just skimp, okay? I will say that there are times that you can cut a corner and there are times that you cannot cut a corner. And if I if I can ever teach you anything or give you any information that is valuable, some of your camping gear is one of those things. Please, trust me from experience, don't skimp very much F at all because you're going to know it. Okay. It's going to happen. You're going to know it. It is going to show up and it's going to rear its ugly head at you. And you're going to go, Oh my God, I have made a horrible choice in decision-making on buying my tent (laughs) sleeping bag. And the reason that I'm saying these and emphasizing on them on the microphone is because those two things are a really, really big deal. 
<laughs> they're a really, really big deal. And they can be the maker or breaker on your pack size whenever you're packing up and getting ready to go. Now, I will say outside of that, sleeping mat <laughs> is definitely going to be the one thing that you're going to want to pay attention to after those. Okay. So you want a tent that's a not too big, but yet not too small. You want to make sure that you got enough room you can move around and yet you can get gear in and out just in case it does happen to storm or rain or snow or any of the above. You also want to make sure that your sleeping bag is not rated for, you know, too low because if the lower the rating, uh, the bigger the sleeping bag is and the higher the rating, the lighter the sleeping bag can be. So if you get a 40 degree sleeping bag, it's more than likely, especially if you buy a nice one or a somewhat name brand, it is going to be a lot smaller packable than a zero degree bag. So, What's the best bag to get? Tents are basically, that's going to be up to you and what you feel you can and cannot live with as far as space, okay? But sleeping bags are really a big deal. If you've ever been camping in cold weather, or if you camp in the mountains, what happens is, is when you go up in elevation, most of your weather reports are for basically at the bottom. <laughs> They're not rated at elevation. So if you are going to say Silverton, Colorado, and they say the nightly temperature is going to be 45 degrees, but yet you're camping up in the mountain about 5,000 feet above Silverton, it's going to be down into the low 30s because you lose somewhere between three to five degrees for every thousand feet you go. It just depends. It gets cold real fast, real quick. And if you've got, say, a 40-degree sleeping bag and you're sleeping in 30 degrees, I hate to break the news to you. You're going to know it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It is not going to be a whole lot of fun. You're going to be putting your riding jacket. We're going to talk about riding gear just shortly. And not only that, you're going to be putting on stuff and you're going to be with a campfire and all that stuff. It's not going to be a whole lot of fun. So the best thing to do is to find the right sleeping bag. I usually, what I look for is I don't look at survival ratings. I look at comfort ratings. Now there's two different ratings. There's survival. It basically means that you're not going to die at that temperature, uh, but it's not going to be a whole lot of fun. And it's just rated to uh, keep you from going hypothermic and basically you uh, dying. Then you have comfort level. Comfort level is when it gets to that temperature, you're not really going to be shivering in your sleeping bag. So I have basically 15 degree. That's what I've, I've found the magic number for me. Now, maybe different for you is 15 degrees. I've got a 15 degree comfort level. It's a mummy and it's super comfortable. It is a full down. It packs to about the size of two Nalgene bottles, which is not very big. The Nalgene bottle is about mm, probably four inches around by six inches tall. So if you basically duct tape two of those together and I compress it in its compression sack, that's a about the size that it packs down. And I can tell you from experience that I have camped in the low 30s and I have slept very, very well in that sleeping bag. Uh, the next thing that we talked about was your sleeping mat. So if you can find your sleeping bag, find out what level you think that you might be doing, if you're going to be doing, I don't do winter camping. Okay. So that's not my thing. So 
I don't do the travel in the winter and I strictly stick to uh, towards the end of summer or early spring. And then I go all the way up into about mm, October and then I shut it down. I just, I just, it's not my thing. I don't like to be frozen whenever I'm, I'm doing my motos. So once you find your sleeping bag, then you basically got to find that mat. And then the mat is basically your insulation between you and the ground. The ground, just to let you know, will suck all of the heat out of your body very, 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 very fast. And there's no way that you can warm the ground because it's too big, it's too vast, it's too mass, too whatever. So a good sleeping mat will separate you and the ground. So don't skimp on your mat. Make sure you get an insulated mat that actually, it doesn't have to be super thick, but you just want to make sure that it is insulated and that it does have somewhat of an R factor so that it doesn't get all the way through the mat and then into you and your sleeping bag. Those are the few things you want to skimp with, but that all comes into the budget of the bike. Because if all you have is $5,000 and you spend $5,000 on a motorcycle, there's no money left over to do any adventure traveling. And it may not have any gear on it either. It may not have any panniers or side bags or a top box or a tank bag or any of that stuff so that you can stick all your stuff in. That stuff also costs money as well. So if you're wanting soft bags or hard bags, if you want racks, if you want tail plates, all that type of stuff, maybe the bike doesn't even come with a skid plate. You got to have a skid plate, man. I don't care what anyone says. You got to have a skid plate on that bike. All these things cost money. So just keep in mind that your budget is really a big deal. So if all you have is 5,000 and you are getting into this because it is super amazing and super fantastic and super, super fun, you're going to need some money to get some gear. And it's always better. It's, it's better to just take a little away on your bike purchase and get some of the stuff than to say, I'll save for it. Because usually what happens is, is when people say they're going to save for it, They've shot so much of their budget dollars that it almost never happens anytime soon. And sometimes guys just basically, they miss the whole purpose of what they were trying to do because they got lost into the bike that they didn't get any other stuff and they lost interest and they really, really, truly miss out on one of the most fantastic things that you'll ever do in your life, which is adventure travel on a motorcycle. It is absolutely fantastic. There's nothing I can say. And everybody asks me all the time, what's it like? I can't really explain it to you. You just got to go do it. I don't have time, man. I can't do it. Well, I'm sorry. That's really sucks for you because everybody has time and everybody can do it. And it doesn't matter who you are. You know, I, I you just, you can do it. The question is, do you want to do it? And guys that say that they don't have time to do it because they're too busy in their life, don't want to do it anyway. They're just in it for the moment that they're staring at it. And then it, it's gone. So budget is a really big deal. You're going to need some of these things, you know, and like I said, people ask all the time and that's really what it's you know, the, the moral to the story is how much money do you have and what do you really want to do or get out of it? If you just want to drive to the Starbucks, man, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. You can get a bike and travel to the Starbucks every other day. And to me, you win because you're on a bike and it's just you, the wind and the bike. And that's it. 
And that's really what it's all about. You get these guys that get so lost, say, ah, oh, bro, if you don't ride 900 million miles a year, you're not a rider. No. If you get on your bike, you start it up, and you ride, you ride. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me because that's not what the motorcycle was for. The motorcycle was built for really one person to sit and be by themselves and enjoy Mother Nature at its finest. And that's what it's all about. If you ride, you ride. I don't really care. I don't judge you either way like everyone else likes to try to judge. I just don't buy into it. That's not how I roll. But anyway, hopefully this will help out a little bit and get you on the right track is to always, you know, be conscious of your budget and how much it's, you know, how much it's really going to cost for the bike. And the other thing is, is don't get lost into the bikes either and all these bikes that, you know, look crazy, fantastic, like, like, you know, dirt bikes and you want all this. If that's what you want, great. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take a lot to get a lot. If that makes any sense to anybody, you don't need the latest and the greatest to get the awesomity of getting out and dual sporting and adventure traveling. It really doesn't take a whole lot. And the beauty part is, is that, you know what, even though I have a motorcycle that cost about twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000 the way that it sits, my KTM 690 Enduro, I have a $3,000 motorcycle that my buddy has that he has just as much fun as I do, and he didn't pay a fraction of the cost. The reason I got what I wanted is because I couldn't find a used bike in a KTM 690, and if I did, I would have bought it. Anyway, hopefully this will help you out and this will put you on the right track. I don't want to have a long, drawn-out podcast, but that's it. Budgets, man. Budget, budget, budget. Please keep in mind the things that you want to do because not only after you get done with all that stuff and your camping stuff, guess what else you need? You need a helmet. You need a jacket. You need boots. You need pants. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. And that stuff's not free. But there are places that you could go and pick it up for relatively inexpensive. Don't forget, you can find a lot of inexpensive gear on our Amazon store. Amazon.com slash shop slash 690ADV. And it's all new stuff and it's relatively inexpensive and you can get started with it. If not, you can do your own shopping. Check out Cycle Gear. You can find a bunch of stuff on there. You can find stuff on Amazon as well. But my thing is, is you're going to need all of these things. So when your budget comes into play, here's what you think of. Motorcycle, adventure traveling gear, and riding gear. You have to have those. So it's if you want to ride safe and be smart about it. So keep those three things in mind and find out where your money is and find out what you can live with and then, you know, move on from there. And if you want, just start with your riding gear. Then start with the gear that you think you're going to need to go camping with. And then once you add that up, then that's how much money you have left over for your motorcycle. Anyway, hey, you know what? Thanks for stopping and thanks for being part of the 690ADV. Don't forget about our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 690ADV. And you can hit me up on 690ADV at gmail.com anytime. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you, man. Get out and ride and find your adventure. And if you're new to this stuff, man, let me know. Hit me up anytime on my email or whatever, and I'll do my best to help you out and put you on the right bike uh, that may suit your needs just because i have what i have doesn't mean that that's what you need uh, maybe together we can find you the perfect bike and get you out there and let you enjoy this amazing world of dual sporting thanks so much i'm joe your host 690 adv get out and ride find your adventure and we appreciate you and we'll see you on the next podcast 690 out 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.